Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Billy Embody. It is under a week away until National Signing Day, and the Tigers continue to hit the recruiting trail hard, bring in official visitors, and also add transfers, which we'll touch on a little later with the 12th transfer edition for LSU this offseason in uh, Jerick Bernard Converse from Oklahoma State. But first, I wanted to preview with you guys a massive official visit weekend that is underway already for LSU and about to heat up on Friday even more with some elite talent hitting campus. So let's dive right in here, guys. And for those of you that have subscribed to the Bengal Tiger, first of all, thank you for doing that. But you guys have been ahead of the game on a lot of this. And let's lead off with the current official visitor, Danny Lewis, the Westgate tight end, state championship game MVP. He is on campus for a midweek official visit. And heading into this visit, I kind of see this one as an LSU-Alabama battle. I know he's going to visit Florida this weekend, but I do think the Gators picking up that tight end might kind of change things a little bit, not in terms of if he's a take, but just maybe how that scenario plays out for him. And it really brings into focus LSU and Alabama. Alabama just hosted him for an official visit. LSU gets its shot right now ahead of Nick Saban going uh, to Westgate on Friday to catch Danny Lewis play basketball before he heads to his official visit to Florida on Saturday. This is an intriguing one. And for those of you who are subscribers on the Bengal Tiger, we dropped some notes on Danny Lewis and kind of where things stand. So I don't want to get into that too much. But if you're LSU, this is one that I don't want to say you you necessarily have to have, but you you know you want to build that pipeline in the Brian Kelly era to Westgate. Obviously, LSU has been able to land elite talent out of there before Kayshawn Butte hails from that high school and is, is still suiting up for the Tigers, which plays a small factor here. But for Brian Kelly, you've got Danny Lewis this cycle, and then Derek Williams, one of the best safeties in the country in the class of 2023. Landing Danny Lewis would lay the groundwork to really continue that pipeline, help a lot with Derek Williams. They're close. They're buddies. They play basketball together. Uh, this is a one that I feel like, from a depth perspective, LSU definitely needs. Um, I think he's somebody that can can develop over time and and give you a little bit maybe later on in his college career. Uh, he obviously finished his senior year of high school out with a bang, earning that state championship game MVP for Westgate. And then on the flip side of things, Alabama's you know pushing as well here. And after lo- losing Jalil Billingsley to the transfer portal, Alabama decided they needed to add another tight end, and they offered Danny Lewis and. The Tide are certainly turning up the heat here. And LSU, who, by the way, does have Mike Denbrock on staff. He wasn't the recruiter for him, but he was the tight, uh, was the tight ends coach uh, at Cincinnati, an offensive coordinator, so would have been a, his position coach for the, Bear, uh, for the Bearcats if Danny Lewis had stuck with Cincinnati during the early signing period, um, at least as far as him signing. And so LSU has that at play. Joe Sloan has done a good job recruiting him. Still, this is one that is probably a little bit more of a toss-up at this stage. So we're tracking Danny Lewis, see how his official visit to LSU goes this week uh, before he heads to Florida. Now, on to the weekend visitors. 
Friday is, uh, this is the, one of the biggest weekends that I can remember in a way with the stakes being high, the, the talent being elite and just the intrigue around the weekend. So let's dive into uh, who's going to be on campus for the Tigers this weekend. Leading off with probably the biggest news that's, uh, you know, really hit recruiting over the last week, five-star linebacker Harold Perkins out of Side Park, Texas, backs off his Texas A&M pledge. He's the number one linebacker in the country, top 10 player in the country on the on-three consensus. And for LSU, a major position of need here as well. And quietly, LSU has been working behind the scenes on this. Frank Wilson leading the charge, some others involved on Harold Perkins as well for the staff, some of the guys that have been there for a minute. You know, this is a this is a recruitment that I don't think anyone will feel great about until they get that national letter of intent from Harold Perkins. And whoever gets it is going to get one of the best players in the country. And for LSU, somebody I think can step right in and, and play a lot right away. You've got Micah Baskerville coming back. Uh, you've got some other young players at linebacker. And I do think the Tigers uh, have a chance here. And they really do. They're hosting him the last weekend before signing day. And I just think that if you're LSU, this is somebody you've got to have. Uh, he's a New Orleans native and you know, I don't want to get people's hopes up. And that's what I've taken the approach with for our subscribers on the Bengal Tiger. Because this one clearly could take a turn. I mean, Texas A&M went in home with them this week with Jimbo Fisher, Brian Kelly, and Frank Wilson are going in home with them. Florida's been in there. Jackson State has even gotten some buzz. So Deion Sanders and that NIL is, is, is getting some play. But LSU has a chance here. And if they can pull this off, one, I think it speaks to, you know, any questions about Brian Kelly recruiting, uh, first of all, and kind of what he wants to build with this roster. And then on the flip side of things, Frank Wilson playing a key role in a, in a, form, in a New Orleans native landing at LSU. And not just any uh, New Orleans native, uh, a five-star who left the state uh, who's committed to Texas A&M just about an hour away from where uh, he went to high school. So this is one of those recruitments that is clearly going to be wild. And I've said that I don't think anybody really knows where Harold Perkins is going to go except Harold Perkins. But man, if LSU can wow him and figure out the the key to cracking Harold Perkins, I mean, this is as big of a recruiting land as, as I can remember, especially on the defensive side of the ball. It would, for me in terms of guys with drama, um, which I don't think Harold Perkins himself is a drama guy. I just think he his recruitment has kind of turned into that in a way because he ended up kind of having to commit to Texas A&M at the Under Armour game. But as far as a recruiting battle and a position of need and a guy that you don't label as an LSU lock, this is as big as I can remember since probably Caleb on Chasson. I mean, Eric Gilbert was one that kind of shocked everybody, came out of nowhere. Uh, we all know how that ended, but I mean, I'd have to go back to Caleb on Chasson to, to, to pinpoint a recruitment that as far as a national battle, uh, that wasn't a lock, that wasn't an early commit. I mean, this is, this is it. This is uh, Brian Kelly's Caleb on Chasson. And you guys will remember Ed Ogeron took the job 
and then ended up getting getting Caleb on uh, to ink with the Tigers there. And this is kind of a similar sense. And now Brian Kelly isn't as uh, involved in a way with recruiting like Ed Ogeron made Caleb on Chasson, and he was his recruiting coach before, uh, you know, being named the head coach. But this is a calling card. If you're looking for one, LSU's potential to land Harold Perkins would be one. So we'll be tracking that visit. I think information is going to be kind of tough to get out of Harold uh, after his visit, but we're going to do our best and see kind of how it all un- all unfolds. So we'll be tracking Harold Perkins, a five-star linebacker out of Cy Park. Another five-star who finished as a five-star uh, on the final on 300 rankings this week and is also a five-star on the on three consensus. Ponchatoula's Jacoby Matthews, one of the best safeties in the country. He's the number one safety in the country for on three sports, the number one player in Louisiana, number 19 overall prospect. And if you're LSU here, you got to feel great. You know, Texas A&M has made a late push here since Harold Perkins decommitted. Some spots changed. Um, Florida's been in the mix. But this one has really been trending really all all to LSU. And, you know, this is, this is one where, again, position of need. LSU needs safeties. They added Joe Fouché, who's a, you know, short-term fix. They added some other defensive backs. They've got Jay Ward coming back. They've got some young talent. But they need Jacoby Matthews. And, you know, who knows where his body takes him and where he ends up at the next level. He could, you know, drop down even and maybe play a linebacker or be a box safety, whatever. But he is really talented, uh, has gotten it done on both sides of the ball, uh, athletic, you know, looks the part. Um, and for, you know, this this staff, I mean, another major key. You know, you talked about Frank Wilson, Kerry Cooks, uh, Mason Smith on the off-field side of things especially Mason Smith you know, being being involved there. Uh, remember when Mason Smith was hired, Jacoby Matthews announced his commitment to LSU. Backed off of that over the summer as he took some visits. And, and you know, through the staff change, uh, they never let up. Um, and so I think Jacoby Matthews is somebody that uh, I think you peg right towards LSU. He was my first on three recruiting prediction machine p- uh, pick when I took uh, the Bengal Tiger over. Uh, and I and I've not really wavered on my thoughts on on Jacoby Matthews. You know, I think LSU sits in the driver's seat going into this official visit. I think uh, they're the team to beat, and I'd be very surprised if he didn't ink with the Tigers on Wednesday. So we're tracking, of course, Jacoby Matthews to see how the finish goes to his recruitment. Now, moving into some Lone Star State standouts, uh, some other Lone Star State standouts coming in. Uh, four official visits this weekend. Uh, John Rutledge, who's a Highland Park wideout, doesn't seem like he's going to come in for his official visit, but the Tigers do have one of the best wide receivers in the country coming in. Somebody that on three bumped all the way up to the number 165 overall prospect in the country, number 24 wide receiver nationally. He's taken an official visit to Florida. The Gators are the main competition for LSU here, and that's Missouri City Hightower wideout Caleb Douglas. He's 6'3", 182. He's still relatively raw to the um, position. He played uh, he played uh, quarterback and then switched over to wide receiver. And now, over the last two years, has really developed into one of uh, you know the most coveted you know unsigned prospects here in the late signing period. Uh, but he's also you know uh, another kind of position of need. If you get Caleb Douglas to pair with Kyron Lacy and Brian Thomas, that outside receiver spot is really in a good position moving forward. And he's got the height. 
He's got some quickness to his game. I think he's really smooth. Uh, I do think his route running needs some refining, but that'll come as he plays the position more. But Caleb Douglas will be on campus, and you know, there's a lot of people in that corner that like where LSU stands. Things are trending in the right direction, and nailing the official visit this weekend would say a lot. Um, I dropped some notes in our class prediction piece, which I dropped on Wednesday over at TheBengalTiger.com on Caleb Douglas and kind of where things stand. So go ahead and check that out. Again, you can subscribe for just $10 for the entire year for the Bengal Tigers. So you can find us right back here next signing day pretty much for just $10. So be sure to jump on board with that and get a free Founders Club hat before those uh, that offer runs out. And that's ending here pretty soon with the signing day coming up. So moving on to the last official visitor of the uncommitted uh, or, or the prospects that are coming in. And that's Waxahachie athlete Jalen Davis Robinson. And I'll tell you guys a story about, about Smoke. They call him Smoke. He's about 5'11", 175, 180 pounds. And he's one of the best track guys in the country, um, you know, as far as high school prospects go. Uh, he's got a 10-6, 100-meter time. Uh, he is lightning fast. Uh, he doesn't have that 6'2 frame but he really does have uh, that elite speed that you covet in a corner that could make him end up you know, really looking like uh, a steal when it comes down to it. He was at DeSoto, one of the best programs in Texas, transferred to Waxahachie this fall, and really uh, you know, had, a, had a really solid season. And he's still learning the position. He's still learning the game. He really hasn't played much high school football. DeSoto is kind of loaded, so he didn't play as much as he was kind of coming up through the track program there, um, but he's taken official visits to Wyoming, Boston College, UNLV, and Oregon, and now LSU's getting the last official visit, and I think the Tigers are starting to make the push. I don't feel that comfortable just yet saying he's going to be in, but uh, if they can wow him and overcome Oregon, it'd be a really solid land for Robert Steeples and Kerry Cooks uh, to get uh, Jalen Davis Robinson out of Texas uh, and again, uh, kind of start to reestablish some of the, the Dallas area connections LSU has uh, in that area in the past. You know, Garrett Nussmeyer, they, they got out of there. Uh, he was, you know, a highly touted prospect. Uh, Jalen Davis Robinson is right up in that uh, Dallas area. And so Tigers prioritizing that area, especially in the 2023 class, will be something to watch as well. We've seen some offers go out uh, on that front. So, um, like I said, I think LSU has some work to do to overcome uh, Oregon. He really enjoyed his visit. I was talking with a source close to his recruitment uh, this week, and uh, the Ducks really impressed him. But the Tigers have their shot now, and you know, don't count them out. Uh, this is a this is a prospect that uh, when you look at DeSoto, it's been fairly good to LSU as well, which I think is worth noting in the past. Ed Ingram, um, Jalen Mills. Uh, they've really done a good job uh, recruiting that that high school in the past. And so uh, Kerry Cooks has also recruited the Dallas area for a while. So Jalen Davis Robinson is is your fourth uncommitted prospect. And then Notre Dame transfer commit um, Jay Bramblett, uh, the punter who committed to LSU uh, and is going to arrive this summer, is coming in for an official visit as well. So watch for that. Uh, and he's going to be um, coming in to, to get – you know, his first look at Baton Rouge. 
And that's kind of the official visit weekend. We already dropped a note on a, a junior who's coming in for a junior day, but I, I think it's going to be pretty quiet overall on that front. So it'll be a busy weekend for LSU, a monster, monster, monster weekend to set the table for potentially uh, a huge finish on National Signing Day. And I think to to really – look, if they go four for four, let's say, uh, or even three for th- three for four missing on maybe Jalen Davis-Robinson or – um, uh, Danny Lewis, or, or however that works out, if you get Harold Perkins and Jacoby Matthews, along with Trevante Citizen, I mean, and Caleb Douglas, that, that solidifies this class as probably the best transition year class in, in recent memory. Uh, I mean, I, I really can't think of one um, uh, that really set the table so well for a program for the future in a transition year. And they overcame a long coaching transition, everything like that. So uh, LSU's got the chance to make fireworks, uh, set them off on on National Sign Day, and we'll be tracking it. Uh, some long-awaited fireworks did come uh, this week as uh, Jarek Bernard Converse uh, was announced by LSU as a signee uh, coming over from Oklahoma State to play out his final year, really, um, for uh, the Tigers, a Shreveport native. Uh, you know, Converse, uh, Bernard Converse is, is, you know, somebody that brings uh, a physical nature to the cornerback room. And I, I think that's the big thing uh, that he'll add. Uh, he had uh, 48 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, a quarterback hurry, and 10 pass breakups this season. Uh, he's a former all big 12 selection as well. Uh, 6'1", 200 pounds. So again, adds some size there, some physicality. And I, I just think, he was kind of that that perfect fit for these spring transfer additions to be a Louisiana native, to come on board, again, position of need at cornerback, and the Tigers get him enrolled for this spring. Uh, what a what a big addition uh, Jarek Bernard Converse is. I think he's going to play a lot this year for the Tigers, and he'll be a key to whether or not LSU's defense takes a step forward this year or not. So good on LSU to get – Jarek Bernard Converse in. He's the 12th transfer edition for the Tigers in this transition year, uh, and he's already on campus. Now, quickly, the Tigers in basketball wrapped up a comeback win that was just thrilling over Texas A&M Wednesday night. Uh, you talk about gutsy, and I'm just going to spend a couple minutes on it, but you had Xavier Pinson out, Darius Days out. Tari Eason couldn't go late in the game. He tried to gut it out, but those cramps really came back to bite him. And Eric Gaines, Brandon Murray, um, Sharif O'Neal, Milwaukee Wilkinson's three. I mean, what a what a showing down the stretch for LSU to get that 70-64 win. Get back on track. The Tigers have still never lost three straight games in the Will Wade era. Um, and, and the the big thing is, is we're kind of seeing this young backcourt of Eric Gaines and Brandon Murray with Pinson out. I, I just grow up, you know, I, I you never know what you're going to get with Eric Gaines. As Will Wade says, it could be great or it could be very bad, but he just made some key plays down the stretch, um, it, you know, save the game with that block. It was uh, it was electric, you know, to see that type of uh, rally, to see that type of fight. That's something you can build off of uh, if you're LSU and you're Will Wade going into uh, – going into the weekend where 
You play TCU on the road in Fort Worth. We'll be there to have coverage of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. 11 a.m., so get your mimosa, get your Bloody Mary, whatever you want to have, milk punch, uh, going for LSU-TCU at 11 a.m. in the Big 12 Challenge. We'll be there, um, but that is a big, big win for the Tigers to get back on track in SEC play, uh, not lose a game that really, I mean, even though Texas A&M, you know, gave them some trouble, have some pieces. Uh, that was a that was a huge win to not let that one slip away for them to come back and get that win. A huge credit to the to the Tigers fighting fighting like hell to get that win. So be sure to catch LSU at 11 a.m. on Saturday, ESPN two against Fort Worth. Again, we'll be there to have your coverage of that one. Now, just want to wrap up the podcast and say thank you guys so much for subscribing. Uh, we're at at a thousand subscribers. I mean, we're not even, I, I don't think, it, it a little over two weeks in. I mean, that's incredible. So thank you guys for subscribing to TheBengalTiger.com. Again, $10 gets you an entire year and a free Founders Club hat that will never be made again. So exclusive uh, Bengal Tiger Founders Club hat. So be sure to check that out uh, if you haven't already subscribed. And for the podcast, feel free to leave us a rating, leave us a review, let us know what you want to hear about and subscribe to the Bengal Tiger podcast wherever you catch your podcast at. Uh, Hope you guys have a great weekend. It's a big one for LSU, and we'll be here to track it all the way through the end and International Sign Day for you guys. So be sure to stay tuned to thebengaltiger.com. This has been the Bengal Tiger podcast, and I'm Billy Ambody. Thanks for listening.